Come here. Get off. So welcome to this week's episode of The Turn On. Today we are going to read White Whiskey Bargain, which was written in 2019 by Jody Slaughter. So sit back, relax, get your wine, your weed, and whatever you need, and enjoy. White Whiskey Bargain by Jody Slaughter. She was incredible, too beautiful for words to describe. And even if there'd been words, I doubted I'd ever be eloquent enough to put a voice to them. How do you normally do this? She asked. Do you watch porn? Sometimes, I said. I hadn't really since I moved into the Hawkins house. I hated how those little earphones felt, and I knew the walls in the house were thin and didn't want to risk making Hannah feel uncomfortable. Lately, my own imagination has been enough. Oh? She smiled and looked at me under those hooded eyes. What have you been thinking about? You, I said simply. I think about you. Tell me. It was technically a demand, but it came from her lips sounding like a plea. My dick was so hard that it pressed upward against my body. I went to tuck the head into the waist of my pants when I saw Hannah looking. She blinked slowly, her face masked as she eyed me, so I left it alone, letting my hardness tint my pajama pants. If we actually did what she suggested downstairs, it wouldn't be in there for long anyway. I want to hear one of the fantasies you have about me. Her voice was soft and husky. Her request should have been easy, but searching through my head, I came across what must have been a million scenarios I made up about fucking her. I decided to go with the most recent. Last night, it took everything in me to brush my teeth before I went to bed because I could still taste your pussy and I didn't want it to go away. I didn't know when I was going to get to have you next, so before I got ready for bed, I decided I want to come with you still on my lips. Hannah's fingers were trailing across her chest, the unpainted nails dragging every now and then. I wanted to lick her collarbones, kiss all over her sweet-smelling neck. I was thinking about what would have happened in that hotel room in Nashville if we'd been ready for all that then. I reached down to adjust myself, squeezing the base of my dick a bit through my pants to try and calm him down. Can I see you, Javier? Hannah set up a little straighter. Can you take it out? The woman probably could have asked me to jump off the roof of her house at that moment, and I would have been inclined to do it. Letting her see my dick was something I was more than happy to oblige her with. I smiled at the soft little moan she let out when I pulled my pants down some and let my cock show. She put her hands on her hips, working her panties down and off her body. Her legs spread more and I could see her bare to me. Her pussy was swollen and so wet and I could see the insides of her thighs shining. Hannah reached over into her bedside table and pulled a couple of things out. She tossed something across the bed at me. A small bottle of lube. That's for you, 
She held up the other thing with a smile. This is for me. It was a vibrator, or maybe it was just a dildo. I couldn't fully tell, but it was long and black and curved, and I knew immediately that there were very few things in the world I wanted more than to watch her fuck herself with it. Keep going, please. Hannah languidly rubbed the toy against her lips. I want to hear more about what you would have done to me in that hotel room. I meant what I said about you looking fine as hell that night. As I talked, I poured some of the lube into my hands, licking it up before I wrapped my fingers around my dick. Normally, I just used whatever lotion I had closest to me, sometimes even spit. It felt so incredible that I went silent for a few moments. When I spoke again, my voice was gruff. You spent our time at the speakeasy all up against me. The way your legs looked in that dress, that pretty dark lipstick you had on, that gorgeous ass rubbing against my dick while we danced. Everything about you had me wired and ready to fuck. Hannah opened her thighs a little more and pushed the toy inside herself. Her head tilted back as she shuddered at the feeling. I could see goosebumps on the inside of her thighs and I wanted to run my fingers over them. Instead, I stroked myself a little faster, having no shame about working myself over the way I normally did when I was alone. If things had been different, you would have fucked me that night? She slowly thrust the toy in and out of herself. I would have tried to consume you, wife. I would have gotten you out of that pretty dress, stripped you down until you were completely bare for me, and then had you sit on my face. She pulled the toy out of her, and it came to life with the press of a button. She rubbed it over her clit and back and forth down her slit as she stared over at me with darkly brown pupils. You do have a very rideable face. She seemed to like the idea. I would have kept you up there for as long as you could take it. I ran my thumb over the head of my dick. The sensitivity made me breathe a little faster. Then, when you were shaking and soaking from the pleasure of it, I would have fed you my dick. Hannah released a low, humming sound. I've thought about you fucking my face more than a few times. Thought about making you breathless as I worked you over. Thought about you crying out as I took those balls in my mouth. Her confession had me reaching down to tug at said balls, squeezing them just hard enough to make myself moan. Where would you have come, Javier? She was back to fucking herself, her body clutching the vibrating toy as she slid it in and out of her juicy cunt. In my mouth? On my face? I shook my head. Nah, I would have pulled you off me before I came. That face of yours would look beautiful covered in my cum, but I wouldn't have wanted to shoot off so fast. I'd have wanted to get inside you first. And how would you have fucked me, Javier? Every time she said my name like that, all breathy and low, my thoughts scattered for a few seconds. I doubted she knew it, but... Hannah was dangerously close to having me wrapped around all ten of her fingers. Toes, too, if I was being honest. It had been unexpected as hell, but not at all unwelcome, just like me finding myself in her bedroom, getting myself off to the sight and sound of her. 
I would have had you on your knees first. Those thighs spread wide and your back arched. I already know you would have fucked me back just as good as I gave. I was getting close. I could feel the heat rising in my balls as I slid my hand up and down myself faster. I could see the telltale signs of Hannah too. Her thighs were quivering a little and the wet sounds her pussy made were just as loud as her little moans and groans. I would have watched as that ass bounced off me, digging as deep into you as I could. The warm feeling in my balls rose into my shaft, my strokes tugging and circling as I imagined my hand was Hannah's hot, wet pussy. You like it fast or slow, wife? Both, she moaned. Depends on the situation, but I would have wanted you to fuck me fast then. Fast with my hands on your hips, filling you up over and over while you drip down your thighs and on those white sheets. <sighs> Fuck. Hannah was pounding herself, her ass writhing on the bed as she used one hand to thrust and another to rub her clit. You want to see something, Javier? See what I would have done all over your dick if you fucked me in that hotel room? Show me, baby. I couldn't take my eyes off the space between her thighs. Show me how you would have come all over my dick. She only got three more thrusts in and out before she was off. The vibrator was forced out of her, lightly thrown on the bed next to her as her orgasm made her arch off the bed. She gushed, literally, splashes of the clear liquid running from her swollen pussy. There was a lot of it, landing all over her thighs and on the towel below her. Hannah was silent as she came, but just when I thought she was done... She stuck a couple fingers back into herself, then pulled them out, smacking her clit as more came. The moan that left me was in response to her orgasm just as much as it was to my own. My own comes built fast, running all over my fist and my stomach, the force even leaving a bit on my chest. I was left breathing hard, my body going slightly numb as my dick still puffed up even after I finished spilling over. Fuck, that was sexy, Hannah breathed. Her legs still spread wide as she lay on the bed. I think I'm going to be obsessed with watching you come now. You? I asked, my eyes wide. Are you kidding me? I had no idea you could squirt. Now I'm going to want to see that shit all the time. It takes some special technique to learn how to make me do it, she chuckled. I'll learn whatever the hell I need to in order to make you do that on my face as often as possible. I was dead serious. I'll teach you. She sat up and I could see the sexy fold of her stomach through her tank top. I stood, went around to the side of the bed she was on, and leaned down to brush my lips against hers. My dick was still half hard against my thigh as I kissed her, the feeling of her hot mouth and soft tongue against mine making my spine tingle. Let's go clean up, I said softly against her mouth before helping her up. We gathered her wet towel and threw it in the hamper in the bathroom before washing ourselves up. So welcome back. That was White Whiskey Bargain by Jody Slaughter. And um, a little background on this book. It is set in Black Appalachia. So I think it's like Kentucky or something like that. And there are two main characters. One is Hannah Hawkins, who is the matriarch of this like 
huge dis- distilling, huge moonshine family that's like running the moonshine in her county. And then there's another family, the Mesas, which is a comp- competing family or whatever. And they, um, for years, have kind of went back and forth with rivalries and who's controlling the game and that kind of thing. But the story opens with the, the two families realizing that there's another bigger, bigger family trying to, muscle you know, in. muscle, yeah, muscle in, in the city. So, you know, classic romance trope. They decide we're going to, these two families are going to team up. And how are they going to team up? The way that they formally do back in olden times, marriage. Mm-hmm. So, Hannah, who's kind of the top dog in the Hawkins family, decides to marry Javier. Javier, who is the son of the other competing family, right? Yeah. So they meet, marry, hijinks ensue, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Was that it? Yeah, that's good. And that's not really giving anything away because all of that happens in like the first chapter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I really like this. I mean, we always do books that we like. I mean, of course. I'm about to say, you didn't think you was going to like it? Mm, Not that I didn't think I was going to like it, but I definitely didn't think that I was going to be into it as much as I was. Mm. You know, is it because of the setting or... Yeah, I think I was just like, oh, Hatfields and McCoys, this will be a read. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one, Jody is an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. It just felt good to read the words. It was one of those books where it, was, it didn't feel like a chore to read. Mm-hmm. But um, also, it was really interesting. It was super vivid about explaining, you know, the different distilleries and all of that. Um, I definitely wonder about her process in finding out, you know, in investigating and setting the backdrop of this. So um, when we have her on, we definitely have to ask her those questions. But also what I loved was that it was clear that Hannah ran the show. Mm -hmm. It was clear that her mother was a woman that knew her shit. And ran the show. But it wasn't one of those like after school specialty kind of matriarchies. You know, where they're like, oh, I'm the matriarch. I'm sitting on the porch and tell you what's going to happen in my life. You cheering like like that Cicely Tyson scene at uh, Medea's family reunion. I've never seen that. I don't even know if it's Medea's family reunion, but it's definitely like the matriarchs of the family. But, But it was so it was just... You could tell it was the it was written as if this was the way of life, you know. Yeah, it was just it was matrilineal, like that was the way that that their family ran everything, and it wasn't like oh, this is some big deal that the daughter is taking over. Exactly. That is the order of things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And even with um, Javier's family, Javier's like he, it was clear in the book that like he was like I enjoy making moonshine. I like <laughs> you know. Adding cotton candy to the mix or juniper beads, whatever it is. But <laughs> it was very clear that he was on some like, you can handle this shit. I'm going to do what I like. And I right. and again, that was that's one of those things that I love seeing in relationships where it's not like a power struggle. 
Yeah, it was just we fall into our we fall into our lanes and it works. So I love that about the book. Um, also, her mother, Hannah's mother, although she wasn't in the in the book, was a very large figure in the book. And it was dope. What were we going to say? No, I was just saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it was dope because even through that, she was still a character, like a person that was flawed and all of that. I was going to say a specific. I was going to get into specifics, but it might. Not that it'll be a spoiler, but it'll just be given too much mm-hmm. about the book. We want you to read. She wasn't deified. She was treated as a real person who had flaws, who sometimes knew what she was doing, sometimes made decisions that weren't necessarily the best, but exactly. did what she had to do for her family in the family business. Yeah. And even with those flaws, again, it was like life. It wasn't mm-hmm. this like, oh my God, stares into camera. Mama! <laughs> it was just... <laughs> This was some shit, some shit she did that served her and the family at the time. Mm-hmm. Now we got to move differently. So right. um, I really love, love, love this book. Also, the relationship between Hannah and Javier, they went slow. They moved slow in a realm of like sex. But, but they the connected time, emotionally. Yeah, but at, I was about to say, but at the yeah. same time were intimate very Mm -hmm. intimate and the scene that you read yeah was one of the first times it wasn't their first foray into something sexual but this was definitely like one of their first big experiences which i thought was hot as hell Mm -hmm. like when i read that scene i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) well it was so incredibly vulnerable like Showing the way that you get yourself off to somebody who you haven't actually even had sex with at this point. Yeah. And then also just being laid out on the bed, which, you, you know, yeah. like just the, like spread eagle. Like, exactly. Right. That takes a lot. But again, I think it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also we've talked about this. We've had our soapboxes about how... um we need to look at sex as more than just penetration. Envy or yeah, strap envy. That's what or, I yeah. yeah, all the different Dick ways. Puss. Yeah. Um or or any other thing that penetrates something yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's more than just that. And I love that they were able to mutually satisfy one another yeah. by doing that. Um just by like talking shit and watching each other and it was sexy. It really, really was. I was definitely sitting here reading like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. But you know, I find, oh, and they use lube. Like, yeah. let's normalize lube. Mm-hmm. Stop making it seem like people only use lube when there's something wrong with them. Exactly. Like I was. I use lube every time I have sex. It sex. makes it better. I was like, hey, let's get some lube. He was like, no. Nah. I was like, I mean, he didn't knock spit. But you know, it's just like, <laughs> We can use some lube. Yeah, it's right here. It's okay. Okay, it takes two extra seconds for me to get up and get it or for you to get up and get it. But it makes things better and also can reduce some of the trauma to your tissues. Yeah, your lady On parts. the back end. You're not even lady parts. You're bit parts. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but the thing is, I re I feel like a lot of people miss out on this interesting and sexy kind of uh, foreplay mm. or sex because we're so focused on getting to, I'm sorry, we're so focused on getting to the penetration part, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we rush past all the other stuff. And look, I am not one of those people that's like, wait for, you know, baby Jesus to come down on pink organza. Not that person at all. But I also feel like sometimes we rush through some of the some of the sensuality mm-hmm. that can help, you know? Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation the other day um, with a group of girlfriends about sex. And one of them was like, yeah, I don't really come from penetrative sex. And we were like, oh, no, baby. And it's not because... I mean, like, some people just don't come from penetrative sex. But... Well, she says she doesn't come from partner sex. Yes. Yeah. And that's where we were like, because then I was like, well, so are you saying you only come when you masturbate? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, it's quite normal for people to not come from penetrative sex. I was like, well, everything's normal, but you know what I mean. I was like, but you can be getting yours too while you're having partner sex. (laughs) In fact, you should be. (laughs) But I feel like a lot of listening to what was being said there, I think a lot of it was about rushing not yeah rushing to make sure her partner was fine Mm -hmm. and not slowing down and feeling while you're in it yes and so that's why i love this scene because it was like let's slow down and feel and make our way through this really delightful that what can be delightful and like i said i feel like we miss out on that because i mean i've been with people and it took a while to get to that. You know, it's because it was like, okay, we didn't fuck from the back, fuck from the side, hung off the stairs, mm-hmm. did this, did that, did this. And then we were like, okay, now let's find some other ways to do things. So I just really like that that was how they kind of started things out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can remember a relationship where this was long, long time ago, um, my partner was trying to get me to masturbate for him. And I just didn't feel comfortable. Like I tried, but I I know my face was all fucked up because I was feeling nervous about it. In hindsight, I was not comfortable in that relationship. And that's why it was a problem. Um, But I wasn't able to put myself in a place where I was able to to let myself be vulnerable enough in in both physically and emotionally (laughs) to be able to do that and so it was really cool to see that they were able to get there um i do want to circle back a little bit so we're just talking about our friend Mm -hmm. and make a really fine point on the fact that there's nothing wrong with making sure that your partner gets pleasure in fact you should however if you are letting your partner That is, yes, that's always the way that you put it. The way that I'm going to put it is that if you are making sure that someone else is getting pleasure to the detriment of getting pleasure yourself, then that is codependency. 
You need to be making sure that you are also enjoying yourself or what is the point? And yes, I understand getting pleasure from giving someone else pleasure. Listen, making somebody come, making my partner come from sucking his dick basically puts me into fucking orbit. But then there's something else that happens <laughs> I mm-hmm. to come to, whether it's in that session or the next one. I'm not sacrificing my own pleasure just to give someone else pleasure. Everybody can have fun. Mm-hmm. Those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good way to put it. Because I'm a little more. <laughs> Fuck it. You should come. Yeah. Um, okay. Javier was such a gentleman. I don't know if it. No. In this scene, you didn't see all of that. But throughout the book, they made. Cons- they. Jody made consent so sexy mm-hmm. in the book. Like there were so many times where he asked, can I, can I, can I? And it was just, oh, so gorgeous. And again, like consent is sexy and it's a, it's possible to be, you know, it's possible to happen in a very sexy and sensual way. And I think that Javier did it so well. And also it has a lot, um, to me, it has a lot to, it looks a lot like chivalry. You know, we always say we want a man that's chivalrous and hold the doors open and all of that. Well, some people do. Um, I just think we just want somebody that's nice. (laughs) Um, Right. But (laughs) you want someone who's not an asshole. Yeah, exactly. But. (laughs) I think consent is a part of that, you know, like seeing a guy asking, hey, you're you look absolutely beautiful. Can I kiss on you? Can I put my dick in your booty? Whatever. I think it's just so beautiful to see it written out. And you can tell that there's like this tenderness and this care that Mm -hmm. Javier has toward Hannah. And I was just like, oh, Javier, you can have it all. You can you can do it. You know, yeah, yeah. So I'm rewatching New Girl. Um, man, I love that show. It don't matter. You don't have to love it because I got another friend who watched it with me the first time, and come to find out, we both started a rewatch within a day of each other. So now we're watching it together again. It just makes Shout me so very happy. We love her. Yes, it makes me so very happy. And um, there, the, an episode I was watching last night, there was a character who he was getting these really mixed signals from his boss. And one of the chicks on the show was like, stop asking, just grab her and kiss her. And of course, my alarm bells are going off like, nah, nigga, <laughs> like, you're getting mixed signals. Do not do that. Mm-hmm. But so they're in a situation, they're like in a parking garage and he's like replaying what old girl told him. And he's like, Fuck it. And he like throws his stuff down all dramatically and <laughs> runs up to his boss and grabs her. And then we cut to security watching this shit on the camera and coming out and grabbing his ass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, yes, that is right. Do not just be grabbing bitches. He's like, it's consensual. It's consensual. She wanted me to do it. And she ain't say shit. And it took him away. <laughs> And I was like, yes, the power of consent. Do not be jumping on motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we think that it looks so beautiful and sexy when we're like, just kiss her. Nah, bro. Because also, I want you to, I want to to hear that you want me, Mm -hmm. that you want it. 
And I think that's what's also that was also what was so beautiful about sexy about this scene that you read. Like Hannah was like, "What did you want to do? Yeah. Tell me exactly how mm-hmm. you was about to be a nasty mf roaming." Yeah, yeah. How she kept saying his name at the. So what were you gonna do to me, Javier? Where were you gonna come on me, Javier? I was like, "Oh, yes, bitch." Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a a sexy scene, and. This I just we need more of this without the you know like it it models what consent and lube mm-hmm. and mutual masturbation you know all the other stuff can look like you know we mm-hmm. had a quickie about our good homie dry humping mm-hmm. and we mentioned that to another um, another person we were interviewing another guest and she was like yeah like. It's a, especially in queer relationships. Yeah, she was like, like lesbians do hump all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, I was like, ooh, I do like a good hump. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Okay. Squirt, squirt. Oh, yeah, that was a nice McGirt. surprise. <laughs> yeah, that was a great surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I spent a lot of time in quarantine. Mm-hmm. With my good friend, Ambien, also Jerome. Mm-hmm. And I squirted. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. Because at first I've been reading about it. Like, legit, like, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's figure this out. Bitch, it scared the fuck out of me. First, I had to change yeah. my sheets. Like, I mean, yeah. not that it didn't, it scared me, but it was one of those, like, you know how you're like popping a jack in a box and you're like, dun, 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 and you like, and then it pops out and you're like, nigga, I knew the song. I knew it when it was going to come out. I heard the click, but I was and still yeah. like, oh shit. That's how it was. Like, it was great, but I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot. It was a lot. Cause again, I'm like. Okay, now I gotta clean up my sheets. I got I had to like change everything. Yeah. It was like it was some pent up energy that mm-hmm. <laughs> happened. Had to come out. So I was I was very much like, ooh, I, and guys like this? And not from a like a this is grody set standpoint, just a the whole bed's wet. Like, who gonna sleep in a wet? We all we both gotta sleep in a wet spot. <laughs> like, it was one of those like but oh see, what goodness. I liked about the scene in this book is that there was none of that. Yes. He was turned on. She was, there was no embarrassment. There was no, because I think a lot of times where we're like folks don't necessarily want to share that they can do that or that part of themselves because they don't want to be judged in some type of way or want, you know, somebody to say some shit about having to clean up. Like he just said, all right, let's go get cleaned up. He picked up her towel. He put that shit away. They went and, and handled their business. And it wasn't a whole thing, except yeah. for the fact that he was excited and wanted to help her do it. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs> yeah, like, I, I loved that, that that was the way that Jody wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. I know I, too, earlier this year, I think it was before the pandemic, though, um, was researching how to make it happen because I'm always on the precipice. There's a particular position mm-hmm. <laughs> that we use that puts me so close. And he's always like, let it go. 
Yeah. And I'm like, no, nigga, I don't want to clean up. <laughs> He's like, I'll help you clean. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my, my, honestly, the fact that I don't feel like having to deal with the aftermath of it, <laughs> which sucks because I feel like it would be an amazing release. Yeah. But I always stop myself before I can get all the way there. Oh, yeah. I, now yeah. that I've done it, it's like a party trick. I mean, not that I do it as a party trick, but it's definitely like, oh, hey, oh, hey. Because now that it's happened, I'm like, I was it's almost possible. there so many times mm-hmm. and I just was afraid to let go. Um, so how did you, like, how did you in that that time, like, let go? Like, for real, just be like, okay. One, I ain't had dick and ain't had no dick in, like, a month of Sunday. <laughs> I'm blanking, like, hard. A month of Sundays. So it was like, oh, we're going to just let's see if we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And it it took um, it's kind of like when you do anal for the first time, like you got to just kind of you got to get your mind right. It was one of those like mind over matter, just make it happen things. Mm-hmm. And then once it happened, then I was able to do it more. Hmm. You know, like, is mm-hmm. it, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So, yeah. And. It's great. Hmm. It's great. I'll certainly be doing it at a booze house. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Like, yeah, well, that bed's a mess. I got to go home to my drive. Time to go. Sorry. It's been fun. Got to get up for work early in the morning. That's fucking terrible. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Terrible. But a bitch going to do it anyway. So, yeah. Um... I love the fact that she did it and he found it hot. And yeah, um, I used to believe that like squirt wasn't a thing. I used to be like, these bitches paying. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's real. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe it's just because I deal with like nasty, freaky ass men, but they're all like squirt on me, squirt on me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like, I mean, none that I've squirted on all the guys that I've dealt with, but they nasty. So I think they do. They go for it all. What's nasty, really? Right. Let's say that. I'm nasty. Tonight, living in a fantasy. Own little nasty world. Tonight, don't you want to come with me? Do you think I'm a nasty girl? (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I love you, too. (laughs) Okay, so do you have anything else you want to share about the book, about the scene? No. Um, again, Jody did an fucking phenomenal job on like painting the backdrop of this being based, built, I was about to say built, built, based in black Appalachia. So yeah. we're interviewing her next week, right? We are. Yeah. Yeah. So I really want to like delve deep into why she, you know, like why she chose this, how mm-hmm. she, you know, how she did that. And as a woman, as a co-woman of someone, you, who are both from the Midwest. I'm like, what is a co-woman? Okay. I'm just like, we... <laughs> I was so we, confused. Yeah, I, I was like, where's this sentence going? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know until it came out. Shit. <laughs> That's what it's like dating a Gemini. <laughs> we just see what... Words tumble out and we'll see what where this goes. Oh, Lord have mercy. Your daughter was like driving you crazy about this earlier, probably. Anyway, <laughs> it was great to see like a... Uh, lesser known area showcased mm-hmm, i mean and even sure. now I, I feel like we get like we 
deal with some Midwestern cities, but you know, yeah, but I feel like it's usually Chicago. like Chicago, which is fine. I love Chicago, except for when that hawk come. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of other cities. Yeah. You know, I've had people ask me, you know, so is it just cows and cornfields? And I'm like, nigga, I never saw a cornfield until I like drove to the East Coast. Drove out, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what are you talking about? That's not like, a man, thing. Man, do you remember seeing the East 99 videos from Bone Thugs <laughs> and Harmony? Yeah, it's a whole last city in you a surrounding cows. metropolitan area. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so this was a beautiful book. And again, I love the whole, just the matriarchal structure and how she was a boss bitch without it being like, I stepped out my platinum jag <laughs> with my white suit and my uh, foxtail collar jacket and my nameplate that said boss, even though I completely wrote a scene in my head that I plan on uh, I was like, that was right so there. specific. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in a foxtail suit. What's a foxtail suit? A foxtail and you put the in the cover, the thing goes around your neck. So it's just a suit with a, a fox, fox around your neck? Mm-hmm. Okay. A foxtail is fine. <laughs> I'm allergic to fur. So. <laughs> Y'all, Killa is allergic to like the nice shit. I like that's the I best am. way to put it. Okay, y'all. So what's turning me on this week is this remote control love egg vibrator. And again, y'all know I like a toy that I can play with by myself or with a partner. And this one is that. So it's like a little egg. It's a little rumbly egg. You go and you put up your orifice um, and don't put it up your bum bum because it doesn't have a flare tip. Yeah, it doesn't have a flare tip. So let me not (laughs) imply that. Um, Put it in your vagina and it has a remote control and so I like it because I can you know be stimulating my clit and then also have some inside rumbly action or if you want to take the fun on the go with your closest friends hand them the vibrator and let them go to town on you this one I like because also you I mean you can't do the bluetooth like we did for the other apps that the other vibrators that we showed you but it's definitely fun if you're out with your partner at dinner or something and you put it in before dinner and he can turn it on or off while you're doing it. And I've definitely been at dinner trying to order up some food and been getting buzzed. So um, I love it. It's cute. It's a fun little toy for a group. You know, it reminds me of those. Um, you're on TikTok now. So Welcome. Those TikToks where people, where women send their partners a nasty text in public. And so they'll be like at a cookout. And then their husband like looks up and looks around and like starts gathering the kids to go. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> it reminds me of that because you can be minding your business, making sure you get extra guac or extra sour cream on the side. And then zzz, rumble, 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 rumble. So I like it. Um, It's not super expensive. We will drop the link in the show notes. So please order it. Yeah. You got it? Sounds pretty dope. Okay. Um, I I guess I just want to highlight that it's for someone who is close by 
<clears throat> looks like it can be used for up to five meters away. Um, so it's not one that someone can, you know, don't be clear the country, across the state. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to hit you up. It's got to be somebody who you are in close proximity to. Um, but I like that it's little, it's tiny and discreet. And for real, you could just have it up in there and just be hanging out. Mm-hmm. It'll be <laughs> hanging out all right. It'll be yeah. hanging out. So, oh, and it has like, speaking of hanging out, it has like a little loop on the bottom of it so you can pull it out. So you're not like, yeah, digging around in there. Mm-hmm. Dope. So, that's what's up. All right. That's what's turning us on. And uh, with that said, this is Erica and Killer. Two hoes making, making me clap. <laughs> Clap, clap. Use this. Whatever. It's fine. You love me anyway. I have no choice. (laughs) It's true. Bye, (laughs) y'all. This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. Now you can support the turn on and get off. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app, then drop us a five-star review and you'll be entered to win something that's turning us on. Just post your review and email us a screenshot at the turnonpodcast at gmail.com to enter. Our Patreon page is also live. Become a supporter today and you'll gain access to lots of goodies, including the Turn On Book Club and two-for-one raffle entries. And don't forget to send us your book recommendations and your sex and related questions. And follow us on Twitter at The Turn On Pod and Instagram at The Turn On Podcast. You can find links to books, merch, transcripts, guest info, and other fun stuff at theturnonpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you soon. Bye.